0: Our sermon is from Luke 23, verse 46. Luke 23, verse 46. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. So far, Jesus died. The thief for this morning, Jesus died. Four thoughts. The humility in his death. Secondly, the willingness to die. In the third place, the power to die in the fourth place the love to die so Jesus died the humility to die the willingness to die the power to die the love to die congregation young people children the Lord Jesus was in heaven In his divine nature. He is God, right? He was with the Father and the Holy Spirit, the triune God in heaven. But the Lord Jesus came to earth and he took upon himself a human nature, right? Because without the human nature you can't do anything for humans. And he took upon himself a human nature so he could suffer With divine nature, if you are God, God cannot suffer. And Lord Jesus took upon himself the human nature, not only to suffer, but also that he could die. So when Lord Jesus is born, that's a happy thing, but the reason why he was born in Bethlehem is in order to also die. What is death? Have you seen death? Have seen someone who has died in the casket? Someone's eyes are closed, right? There's no breathing anymore. You don't see the chest going go, go, go up and down. It's so motionless. There's no heartbeat when you feel the pulse. There's no blood streaming anymore. So the person becomes pale and cold it's awful. Something you cannot get used to. It is also a separation, a separation of the soul and the body. The body being buried and the soul going to its eternal place. It's separation. Quite something. And there is not only a physical death. There is also a spiritual death. So young people, think of a young person, strong and young and healthy and smart and athletic, so very much alive, but spiritually dead. No real spiritual life, no desire for the Lord, no desire for holiness, no true faith, So then, by nature, we are dead in sins and trespasses. No matter how alive we are and how strong we are, there's also an eternal death a physical death, a spiritual death, and an eternal death an eternal separation from God. And it cannot change anymore, it is forever. So the Lord Jesus also had to die a physical death. And he also had to be spiritually separated. And he also had to experience the eternal wrath of God on his soul. And the Lord Jesus did. He died. We have seen last Sunday from John 19 that he said "It is finished. And that he also bowed his head. We don't see that in Luke. But there it says, he bowed his head. And in Luke it says, and then Jesus cried with a loud voice. He said, Father, into thy hands I come in my spirit. And every service he gave him the ghost. The Dutch translation is a little different. Not essentially different, so let me read it differently. And when Jesus was crying with a loud voice, he said, "Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit." So not that he was crying aloud first, and then after that he said, "Father, into my into thy hands." I commend my spirit, but it is the same. He said, with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands. So we can translate both ways. But I think the last one is the better one. The Lord Jesus spoke with a loud voice Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. So first, have a look at what it says in John 19. He bowed his head. See what's happening? We are in our minds outside of Jerusalem, on that hill called Calvary. We see on the hill the three crosses, right? Of the two criminals on the outside, left and right in the middle of them the Lord Jesus pinned to the cross hanging there who had been nailed to the cross who was suffering a painful cursed long death practiced by the Persians and perfected by the Romans who is that the Lord Jesus he bowed his head and gave up the gods. Do you realize that, what is happening here? The king of kings, the Lord of lords, Almighty One, he did not keep his head straight and up, but he let his head hang. He bowed his head. That head you had heard before, that head that had the crown of thorns on there. That head that he could keep straight all the time. Because he had not to be ashamed of anything. He did not have to look down. He did not have to bow his head. But he did. In humility. That is humility. We read about this humility in Philippians. But made himself... Of no reputation. Do you like your your reputation? Do you like to have a good reputation? Are you proud of it? The Lord Jesus made himself of no reputation, and he took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So the Lord Jesus humbled himself on the cross. And you see that with him bowing his head. You know what the difference with us people? We are so stiff, naked. We don't bow so easily. We don't give up so easily. No at all. We read in God's word about Eliezer, who found a wife for Isaac, and the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. So bow your head belongs to worshipping. Bow your head belongs to being humble. And giving it over in the hands of the Lord. Lord Jesus spoke about his head before. And he said, foxes have holes and birds have nests. But the man has nowhere to lay his head. So the Lord Jesus was humbled. They clothed him with purple and planted a crown of horns and put it upon his head. He was worthy to be crowned with gold. But instead he bowed his head. He had a crown of horns and now he bowed his head. So this was necessary. This was something he wanted to do. He bowed his head in dying. Have we ever bowed our head in difficult circumstances when things didn't, didn't go our way? We upset the Lord. We just rebellious, proud, or did we also hang our head and let the Lord do it? Or do we have an iron sinew? Isaiah forty-eight verse four. Because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck is an iron sinew, and thy brow brass. See, is a rebellion, the proud, the pride. The Lord Jesus, he bowed his head. When Jesus, therefore, had received vinegar, he said it's finished and he bowed his head and gave up the cross. The question is this Savior dear to you? Do you like to see that the Savior, the Son of God on the cross? bowing his head. You say, that's so beautiful. That is so dear. It is so sweet. It is. Did you see it? Did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy the glorious and precious death of the Lord Jesus? He had no sin, but he bowed his head. How fitting. But we read in Ezra 9, Oh my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift up my face to thee. My God, for our iniquities are increased over our head. And our trespasses grow up unto the heavens. So ashamed And blushing, not being able to lift up the head, so down. And Lord Jesus had no sin, but he yet bowed his head. If we humble ourselves before him and confess our sins, he will make us kings. Revelation 10, 5 verse 10. And has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So we also need to have our heads down. We need to confess our sins. He didn't have them, but we do. And to approach that full grace. And then the Lord the Crown. Would you like to have a crown? You need to bow your head. And that's a gift of the Holy Ghost, I know. But that's what we need. Uh, that, 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 that we are commanded to, to bow our head. To humble ourselves. Let's go to the second thought. The willingness to die. Jesus said, Father, in thy hands... I commend my spirit. Christ died, and he was not forced to die. Not forced. Nobody took his death either. Took his life either. Nobody coerced to give up the ghost. He wanted it. He also died so calmly, The Son of God felt safe in dying because he paid the price. He did not fear and he gave up the dogs willingly. I find it very touching. The Son of God, the King of Kings, the one with the right to live, was ready to die. He did not complain, not, not, not resist his death. Here I am to do thy will, O God. We read in Psalm 40. And this is what we read in Hebrews as well. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. And then, how precious, listen to this. Hebrews 10 verse 10. By the which will, by the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. By the which will. So he willed it. He was willing to die. Think of Isaiah 53. He was oppressed and was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. No comments. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before she is done, so he opened not his mouth. No, he keeps his mouth closed. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. He has poured out his soul unto death. See, he was willing. He gave his cheek to them that smitheth him. He was willing to suffer and willing to die. And therefore, he gave up the ghost. And he commanded his spirit to the Father. Found this quote. The voluntary nature, the voluntary nature of his death gave his death such an efficacy. If his death would have been forced, it would have no power. It would not be effectual. There would be no efficacy. It won't do anything. But now his death was willing. He loved to die. He had the power to die. But first he is willing to die. And therefore his death is efficacious. Jesus was willing but also trusted his father. He calmly put his life in his hands. Can we do that? Do we trust him? That is the way I wish to die. You? Do you like to die that way? Death is unnatural and sometimes something we may resist for a long time but it is precious if we can die like, like Jacob, like Jesus. If we can die in such a willing way not trying to hold on to life as long as we can but to give it all, to to let him reign, to be willing to die. Again, I wish I can die that way. And Jacob was dying, the old Jacob. He had all his children around the bed. He spoke to all of them. And he said, for example, I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. One of the things he mentioned in Genesis 49, but then when he was done with blessing all children, when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and healed up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. So the old Jacob. He spoke to his beloved sons, put his feet together, and, and died. Willingly special willingness. Think of that. Goats on the Day of Atonement. Because David Tom was also buried with the sins of the people, so to speak. And then was taken by a young man to be brought away into the wilderness. But he had to, he had to force that animal. He had to take animal. the animal. Lord Jesus didn't have to be taken. He went himself. Or think of the old Simeon. Maybe he was not at all. Now let us die, thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation. Willingness to die. Uh, be able to die. These are all died in faith. Not having received the promises, but have seen them afar, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So we need that shelter of the Lord Jesus, that shelter over us, that his obedience is our obedience. His righteousness, our righteousness. He becomes that shadow of a rock in the wilderness. He becomes that apple tree to sit under, to take refuge under the Savior. And then we can also die willingly. That's a blessing. So see that salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus he bowed his head in humility. He yielded up the gold willingly. And so he makes also people willing. Like he made also the Apostle Paul willing. He had the desire to depart and to be with Christ. That is far best. And then the third part the power to die. Christ commanded his spirit, yield up the ghost. That is different from Jacob, that is different from us. We don't have the power to die. We have to wait until the Lord takes our life. He spoke with a loud voice. Apparently he did not die from weakness, from exhaustion. He did not die because of one of his five organs gave up. No. The only real cause of death was that he decided, no, and he decided to give up the ghost at this time. And he could do that. He accomplished all things. And it did not happen to him He did not wait for death. He himself died. You say, minister, how do you know? Well, that's in the Bible. That's what I read in John 10. Though Jesus spoke firmly and boldly. In John 10, verse 18, No man taketh it from me, No man takes it. The Jewish priests and Sanhedrin, the Roman soldiers, nobody took it. Nobody can. No man takes it from me. But I lay down of myself. I have power to lay down. And I have the power to take it again. This commandment I received of my Father. So we don't have that power, do we? Can we just take our lives and bring it to the Lord? We are too weak, incapable of doing that. Nobody was stronger than Christ. Nobody wrestled life out of his hands. No man, also the devil, did not, couldn't do it. He laid it down himself. And look at the previous verse. John ten seventeen. Therefore, the reason, does my father love me, Lord Jesus saying, I know why. I know why my father loves me. He does. I know why. Therefore does my father love me because I laid down my life that I might take it again. So God the Father love the Son for not only being willing to die, but only for, for being humble to die. He loved the Son for his ability to die. He laid it down. So, this is about Christ the victor, the strong one, the conqueror, the one who is winning the war. Children, do you remember the white horses? In the Bible, the white horses. I will mention two texts, Revelation. They both about the Lord Jesus, about His power, of Him conquering, of Him being the victor. He has so much power; nobody can resist Him. Revelation 6, verse 2. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth, conquering, and to conquer, who is that? Who is the man on the white horse? Of course, it is the Lord Jesus. And he conquers death by dying himself and laying it down. It is the power to lay it down and the power to take it up again. Oh, the Lamb of God is so powerful. These shall make war with the Lamb. And the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So the Lord Jesus on the cross is not a victim. It's not so that people are doing it to him. And if we say, I feel sorry for the Lord Jesus. Something happened that he didn't want to happen. No, he he wanted it. He was willing. And he had the power to die. Psalm 76. Thou, even thou art to be feared. And who may stand in thy sight when when once thou art angry. So the Lord Jesus is the victor And there's a purpose of that, right? There's a purpose. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So the Lord Jesus had that power to die, and he also executed that power, and he gave himself. Paul writes in Titus 2 for us with the purpose to redeem us, to purchase people, to redeem them from all iniquity, taking iniquity away, and to purify them, to purify them unto himself, unto himself. For himself, the Lord Jesus said, I want the church for myself. And I purified myself. I purified them. and I laid down my life for them. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same and through death. through death as an in instrument that through death he might destroy him. It had the power of death. It's the devil. So the Lord Jesus had the power to die, to redeem people, to purify people, to make them a zealous people, to make him a peculiar people himself, and that through death he might destroy Satan as well. That power, was made visible when the veil of the temple was rent. The children know about that, right? You had the, most holy, the holy place and the most holy place. In The holy place was the table of showbread and the altar of incense and the candlestick. And then the veil with those angels on there, embroidered on there. And then behind the thick veil was the ark and the cherubims and the glory of the Lord upon them. And there was no access to that place except for the high priest once a year on the day of atonement. When the Lord Jesus died, that immensely thick and strong almost the carpet, the veil, just ran from the top to the bottom. Exactly at that time that the Lord Jesus died, see that it is that unbelievable, strong hand of God. He has the power to all things, and all things are possible to him. He has the power to lay down his life, and the Power to take it up again. Are you unbelievably hard? Anyone saying yes, I am. Anyone terribly worldly, always busy sure with the things of this life. Maybe someone says, "I oh, am." Yeah. Are you shamefully sinful? do you say? or if you would know, are you dangerously addicted? You see, right on. You know, call upon him. He can lay down his life. He can take up his life. He can redeem people. He can conquer sin. He can conquer your heart. So don't give up. Call upon him. The man on the white horse and approach unto him prayer. And say, Lord, I heard that there is someone on the white horse conquering with the bow, that he is able to save to the uttermost. And don't rest. Keep calling upon his name. Repent you, repent you. Why would you die? Or believe in that Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Christ, the Lord Jesus, died. He bowed his head. He was willing to die. He had the power to die. And also the love to die. The Lord Jesus said, Father. Right? He was dying. But he just felt close to his father. He still loved his father. And from there, we talk in the first, fourth place about the love to die. He died in love. Father. He was the son of the father. Still, and that's how he felt. That's what he believed. That is what he knew. He was returning to the father with his human nature at his ascension but also now in his soul you may remember isaac who is asking also the question father remember children that abraham went up to the hill moriah with isaac and the little, little, little bar with fire and the knife and the wood and they're going to sacrifice. And Isaac did not understand it as they were hiking up to earth. And he said, Father, the fire and the earth, where is the lamb? And he answered those famous words, Did the Lord Himself provide the lamb for him? But he also said, In that relationship to his father, Father, this tenderness, this endearment in them. So the Lord Jesus died and saved Father. He still loved him. And also was loved by him. Say, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done see also die well, and also saying Father we also read about that in John 15 as the Father has loved me so have I loved you continue in my love so in this die of the Lord Jesus we see the love of the Father he loves him because he's laying down his life You see, the love of the Lord Jesus for his Father. Do it for him, Father. You also read in the Bible that he's doing this for his church. He loves his people. Father, he prayed, I will that they also whom thou hast given me the church be with me, where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the earth. So the Lord Jesus is reminding his Father, thou lovest me, right? The forgive me than the church. Give me my people, thou hast given them to me, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for, for thou lovest me for the reasons, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the earth. O oh, beloved Father, and loved by the Father, the father's hand has been heavy on him not anymore he commanded his spirit, his breath into his father's hand so did he not hate his father for this he had to die absolutely not no he was agreeable he was not frustrated he did not feel abused, he was not holding the grudge Not at all. And in this case, he was the just and most loving one. The father could not have done anything wrong. And Jesus in his human nature, deeply respected and loved his father. And the father, him, was still his beloved son in whom he was well pleased. He was dying in love knowing <clears> that the Father loves me and I love him. Christ sees an example. Example. But he also is able to give it. Therefore we need to be rooted in that love. In that love of God and the love of the Lord Jesus has rooted in him. So therefore, the church is also called to feed themselves and to nourish themselves with, with, with that love. To meditate on it. Love not the world. Need the things that are in the world. If they not love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So that love of the Father is, is in the heart of Jesus for his Father, the Father for him, also is his people, and they have love for him as well. And they have therefore no love for the earth. So you cannot love two masters. He loved his Father. He also died in love for his people. Let me show that from the Bible about the love of God for his church. Romans 5 verse 8. But God commanded his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So the love of the Lord Jesus that he had in his heart when he died was the love of his people. And he had a love for his people and they were yet sinners. Before they loved him, he loved first. So seated on the cross, that the love of God is there before the love of his people. Romans 8 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ live in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It was still at the heart of the Apostle Paul's faith. The Lord Jesus loved him and gave his life for him and therefore owned him. But God was his rich in mercy for his great love, where worthy he loved us. It's called a great love in the Bible. It's dear and powerful. Or Ephesians 5 verse 2, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. See, walk in it, love. Walk it. As Christ so has loved us, right? Christ loved his people. Therefore, they must walk in it. Lord. Or to Thessalonians 2.16. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, has loved us, has given us an everlasting consolation and good hope. Through grace. Congregation, we need to die. It's going to happen. Someday. Maybe, maybe Jacob will have the children around the bed. Maybe we can get their feet together. Or we can say, I wait upon thy salvation. And I yield up the ghost willingly. Not yourself, but at the Lord's side. We don't have the power to die, but He has the power to save us. And don't forget that even the body that you leave behind is a part of the body of Christ, the Bible says. Or maybe desire to depart and to be with Christ. To whom else shall we go? what is more important than this to receive this love of God in our hearts and to be able to die and to live this life Lord Jesus hang his head healed of the ghost and said Father into thy hands I commend my spirit and we know that this is not the last word he was powerful and he laid down his life. But as he started, he also took it back again. He rose himself, he took it again. He was only dead as long as he wanted to be. And so the Lord Jesus is also raising his church. He has also laid down his life for them. And therefore, they they die in him, crucified with Christ. Those who live with him. Think, congregation, young people, of your death. If you're in your death, I think about it too. Will there be then a willingness to die? Will we say, Father, into thy hands, I commend my spirit. And will we just also be happy with be with him, who is God of gods and light of light. To always be with him. To be satisfied with his image. That Jesus is yet preached in us, So nobody is too hard, too worthy, too addicted to sinful. All things are possible with him, who is the man on the white horse. Amen.